Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the Open Guardcast is brought to you by Electrum Performance. You can use the discount code OpenGuardcast25 if you want to get 25% off of becoming the thickest, the swollest, the meanest, the greenest, the leanest athletic machinist like the people at Electrum Performance. I'm trying to. I'm sore from yesterday. I'm joined, as always, by Danny O'Donnell, my esteemed black belt co-host, and today... (laughs) We're joined by a man who may have the best mustache in all of jiu-jitsu. David Garmo, I'm sorry he has you beat. Jordan underscore Ooh. jitsu. Hey, how we doing, guys? <laughs> you like that intro, dude? I'm working on it. All right. Uh, that is really, so really good. I like that. I can't wait to have you doing uh, sponsorship things throughout the stream. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, you need to have David Garmo on now to, uh, to, to battle with the mustaches. That guy's funny. He has, like, the best, like, New York. He's like... Oh, have you ever been to this hot dog joint? Oh man, this hot dog joint is the best. Oh, it's the gra- it's the greatest. I'm like, dude, I love talking to this guy. Anyway, uh, Jordan under I love how I call you Jordan underscore Jitsu as if that's your actual name. I know it's Mr. Jordan Peitzman, the man behind the upcoming awesome event BJJ Woodstock. That I am freaking like every time I think about it, I start like shaking a little bit. It's uh, it's gonna be sick, man. And we we we're so glad you came on. Of course, man. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on to, to talk about the event. It's something that I'm obviously uh, super excited about and super passionate about. So uh, it's, it's cool to be able to talk to so many different people about it and to give uh, uh, you know my perspective on things as well. All right. And to give you a little perspective on how this show works, uh, I am like the talk and you know look and flap my peacock feathers, and Danny is the actual brains. <laughs> and the actual raw brain power that this show needs. So I'm going to let him take away what Danny's curious about. Danny O'Donnell. So <laughs> I got a chance to listen to some of the other podcasts you were on. Um, a lot of them just came out within the past couple of days. You're on Josh McKinney's uh, Primal Broadcast and the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about was when you actually started getting into promoting events. Like wh- when did Subspectrum start and what was kind of like the impetus behind starting it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Subspectrum started about three years ago. Um, I started promoting events in jiu-jitsu. Honestly, uh, originally I wanted to put together like cash prize brackets to bring people in from all over the country to actually fight against myself was actually like the the first thing that I wanted to do. Um, Here in Iowa, there's not a ton of competitive opportunities um, for for people like myself who are, are taking the competitive uh, scene seriously. Um, so, you know, I got tired of going to these tournaments and there's like these skittish blue belts that look like they're absolutely freaking terrified of me, um, you know, backing away, like didn't want to engage matches and things like that. So I actually just wanted to bring people in to compete against myself. And uh, that I, I thought that that'd be kind of a weird way to start, which would be like, oh, yeah, this bracket for Jordan Peitzman or whatever. Um, so I put <laughs> together like a couple cash, cash prize brackets for our first event. I think there were like two eight-man brackets or something like that, one at 145 and one at 170, and the the, the payout was like, uh, yeah, like I said, $400 a piece um, for each bracket, and uh, we, we actually, just through the power of Facebook and Instagram, brought in like some pretty amazing athletes from like all over the place. Uh, Keith Gregorian was the one that ended up winning our 145-pound tournament. Uh, that was before he was really well known. Uh, he actually said he'd never even attempted a leg lock until uh, the first subspectrum where he won his first match by a 13-second heel hook um so he's somebody that's been with us since day one and then uh nate fenton uh, another really high level brown belt from here in des moines or sorry not des moines here in iowa won the the 170 pound bracket and then uh just kind of took off from there um the first three events were hosted inside of our gym at no coast brazilian jiu-jitsu 
Um, and then uh, we started moving into bigger venues. We started uh, doing the open tournaments um, to, to get more people involved with the with the promotion and start using the open tournaments as kind of a feeder league where uh, people could you know come in as a white or a blue belt, start building themselves up, and then once they hit you know that purple, brown, black belt level, they could start joining in on these cash price brackets um, and getting their name out there with some of these uh, bigger names that were doing the events. Um, and something I kind of talked about <clears throat> on a couple of the other podcasts is like, I've always been kind of a natural event promoter. Um, my mom tells me that like for my fourth birthday, I was talking about like who to invite, um, what activities we should do, like what hour we should go out to the pool, like when we should eat. Like I was trying to organize things hour by hour. Uh, but from the time I was four years old and then, you know, that progressed into like throwing the best birthday parties in middle school. Um, I, we always had like four wheelers and horses and hay rides. And uh, I lived out on a farm. We had a trampoline. So it was like always the most like event filled birthday parties possible. And then high school, it you know, graduated into throwing the biggest parties. Um, I always wanted to throw the biggest rage and just like have as many people come to my house we'd rip all the doors off the hinges so we could have like eight beer pong tables going at once and then uh, eventually i finally found a positive outlet to, to channel that energy and that was uh bjj event promotion so uh that's kind of where i landed and, and like i said i've kind of been a, an event promoter my entire life it's just uh now i'm doing it and something that i'm incredibly passionate about which is jujitsu <laughs> talk about foreshadowing Wow, that is a, that's crazy, man. I can't, I never even thought about the the potentiality of ripping the door off the hinges for more space. I'm gonna. Oh, dude, I'm, that's I'm an old trick. Come like on, that. Jake. Well, come on, dude. I don't party that much. I've been an athlete for so long that I whenever I go to parties, I'm always like, they're like, yeah, Jake, t like rip this. I'm like, no. <laughs> they call it the water. It's like just a jungle juice. They're like, take a drink. I'm like, I can't. I got no gi worlds in a week. I took a drink, but hey, I got second, so it's whatever. But um, I never thought about that. I'm gonna tell them about that. I'm not gonna use it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell you've never been to Iowa. I've been to plenty of Iowa college parties to know I that that's. Actually, I fought in a Muay Thai tournament in Iowa. There's, you know, that hotel by the Des Moines International Airport. Yeah, well, I actually know the event you're talking about because the the gym that I started jujitsu at, uh, the guy who ran it, he ran the Muay Thai program, and he's the guy that runs that tournament, Pete Peterson. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So See, I'm, I know I'm very him. That's crazy. No, I uh, I fought in that tournament two years in a row, and I won two years in a row. The Muay Thai uh, national awesome. championship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I had like I had no idea that that was like the biggest Muay Thai tournament in in the country, and you know it's happening right here in Des Moines, Iowa. So it's it's kind of cool um, that you know that's somebody I'm involved with, and not not like uh business flies or anything but like i said that's where i started training and now um you know i, I truly believe that we could put on some of the best jujitsu events in the entire country well we're darn excited about it. i'll tell you what um bjj woodstock is august 21st 22nd and 23rd correct that is correct that is correct yep, it's a, a friday saturday sunday three-day event that is going to be sick so uh Take us just in case there's people who have uh, who listen to us exclusively and not these other podcasts that you have gone on and promoted. By the way, we love you. Those of you who listen to us exclusive, exclusively, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that do that only. But uh, could you go run us through like what's going to happen Friday, then Saturday, then Sunday? Yeah. So Friday night we'll kick things off um, in the auditorium. If you guys haven't seen it. You can check it out on our website. Uh, there's a link to the venue. It's a, a really cool renovation project going on here in Des Moines. It's a, an old school turned church turned vacant building 
building turned like millionaire's paradise. Um, and there's a, a really incredible auditorium. That's where we're going to kick things off um, with a, a weigh-in show uh, combined with musical acts on Friday night. Um, so it's going to be like, there'll be a, a musical act that'll go like play two or three songs. We'll weigh in a bunch of fighters and then we'll do another musical act, weigh in a couple of fighters uh, and do another musical act. So it'll be like intertwined, uh, a concert and the official weigh-ins for our pro card that's taking place on Saturday night. Um, and we've got some some really exciting developments about who might be uh, in that concert on Friday night. Uh, I think Jake is qu- a little bit aware. So uh, we're still working out the details um, on, on everything we can make financials work, but uh, uh, we're really excited to, to announce that. And then uh, Saturday morning, we're going to kick things off with a, an open tournament uh, that'll be for kids, teens, adults, and masters, uh, gi and no gi, a round-robin tournament so that everybody has an opportunity to compete. Again, that's kind of like our feeder league where we bring people you know start getting those those people that are winning the blue belt and the purple belt divisions and we you know they catch our attention and then they can move themselves into our professional cards which will be that night at 6 p.m in the same auditorium that we talked about for the free concerts and weigh-ins uh that's where we throw in the professional showcase and like i said it's a it's a beautiful 600 seat auditorium uh, uh they just spent seventy-five thousand dollars uh, just to install like equipment and switch gear to do the live stream and do all of the video production stuff that we're going to do so there's like like four really high-level cameras mounted throughout the, the auditorium that my man Mouse uh, from Mouse Images, he's my guy, uh, he'll be controlling those on, like, joysticks, and, and then he'll be able to switch from each view, uh, you know, seamlessly uh, to produce what I believe will be one of the highest-level productions that you're ever going to see in jiu-jitsu. Um, um, there is no error of the of a human stepping over a cord or, or falling or jostling the camera a little bit. Everything's going to be super smooth and really, really high-level production. And, and then Sunday is the Woodstock Festival. Uh, that's where we're going to get uh, a free roam festival put together of seminars in jiu-jitsu, wrestling, judo. Uh, there's going to be local experts in yoga, meditation, mindfulness, uh, sports psychology. There's going to be a hypnotist. Um, there's going to be all kinds of things going on that people will be able to from, or roam freely amongst. Um, and like I said, that's a free event. And then we're going to have uh, some really uh, kind of new and innovative ways to get the the, the athletes and the presenters paid uh, for the for the services that they're providing during that festival. That's and like you explaining it, you've explained it, and I've heard you explain it because I've talked to you about it several times. But every time you explain it, it just gets me really really excited. Uh, so I know the Saturday, you know, there's going to be a super fight show. Uh, some people fighting on it, uh, undisclosed. But we uh, do have a, a kind of a, a hint at who might be the voice behind the first half of the fights. Yes, and that is uh, <laughs> the, the Open Guard cast. You two yep. right here as are, are going to be uh, kicking the night off on the broadcast, helping us out, uh, getting the, the viewers informed and excited about what's going on uh, at BJJ Woodstock on uh, August 22nd. So uh, it's definitely an honor to have you guys, be, first of all, be willing to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Excited to have you guys on. I know that you guys are super passionate about the sport. Um, I notice you guys are like constantly doing interviews. You're always looking to uh, to create profiles on jujitsu athletes and give them an opportunity to promote the things uh, that they're doing. So uh, that's something that I'm I'm really excited about to have you guys on the broadcast. I think that it's going to uh, I think it's going to be a positive thing for the broadcast. I think there's a lot of uh, not so good broadcast teams out there that I'm I'm not super impressed with. So uh, I'm excited to have one that that I 
I'm personally uh, proud to put on the air. So, Danny, you want to tell him your reaction to when I told you that we were going to do the uh... – we were going to do the commentary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I booked my flight probably like 10 minutes after Jay told me about the event. <laughs> That's awesome. I sent him a text. I was like, yeah, my flight's uh, booked already, and he just started laughing. <laughs> yeah, I told him, I told him, uh, hey, man, so this event, BJJ Woodstock, and uh, I'm going to be fighting on it. It's going to be like a three-day awesome event. And uh, he said that he wants me and you to commentate. And he was like, hey, so I booked my flight. <laughs> and I was like, like, I saw the bubbles pop up five minutes later. I was like, holy crap, dude. And we we were... Man, you talk about the honor being yours. No way. Like, the honor is ours. This is one of our dreams yeah, is to really give – absolutely. Like, you talk about giving jiu-jitsu the media and the 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 showcase it deserves. We want to give jiu-jitsu the coverage and the voice it deserves. And that's why I've been commentating so much lately is because I'm trying to get practice and hours in. And they're going to hear Danny and myself on the mic, and I truly believe that people are going to be like, oh, crap. Like, that's good commentary. Whenever I and I like, hey man, I love Third Coast. I love Fight to Win, but um, I kind of understand Vincent Van Gogh when I listen to the the commentary, and I think about maybe he should have cut off the other ear too. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, we, we we really want to thank you, dude. That was it's honestly such an honor for us. Yeah, man. I'm, like I said, I'm super excited to have you guys. I, I'm glad that, that you guys are going to be out there for the whole weekend and uh, give you guys an idea of how we take care of people um, at Subspectrum and here in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, and I'm going to bring my guitar and serenade some Iowa women. It's going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Jake's going to be performing at the concert. I could, bring, guitar, performing, I could bring a guitar. I, dude, I totally would. If you told me to do that, I would do that in a heartbeat. I love singing. Dude, there's, a, singing. there's a lot of little like little things that I think would be cool, like, like, like kind of like, a, I don't even know, like, a drum roll but through like guitar that starts playing like the last two minutes of the match or like just little ideas <laughs> like that to just make the just little things that you can put a you know a cherry on top of the event yeah um, we're gonna have like an electric guitarist come out and do like a Jimi hendrix version of the national anthem uh for the show on saturday night so like that's something i'm super excited about like I, awesome. I just want to involve as many different as many different areas of culture um in the jiu-jitsu community as well as in the the des moines communities as we possibly can and just get as many people people involved with this to show that show us show the world how how like jujitsu guys uh how we party all right yeah so so one thing that came up too on the other podcast was you talked about like wanting to expose people to des moines like their culture and everything like that so like what do you feel like makes des moines and like iowa different than some of the other places that these events are like commonly promoted at yeah, and it's not that i necessarily think that des moines like unique or special in any way it's just I think there's kind of like a view of Des Moines, Iowa, that it's just this primarily white you know, city in the middle of Iowa. Nobody freaking lives there. They probably don't even have electricity or Internet there, which as my Internet's choppy, you know, I guess they're, they're kind of right. <laughs> but um, it's, it's really just just to show people that there is indeed culture here like there's a lot of really cool artists um you know whether it be music or, or actual like media art um, and just being able to put that on display for the rest of the the community so that uh des moines can become like a, a desirable destination for for a jiu-jitsu vacation or for a jiu-jitsu woodstock because i think a lot of people probably and so many people did when i first put the posts out you know they, they were excited about it but then they're like wait des moines iowa like why would i ever want to go there so like i, I want to completely change that that frame of mind that people have about des moines iowa where like it's just it's not a place you want to go it's just somewhere you have a layover flight or that you have to drive through on your way to chicago 
Chicago or Denver or Minneapolis or whatever, you know, um, I, I want to change that and, and have it be, like I said, a desirable uh, destination for people to want to go. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, jiu-jitsu scene in Iowa too? Because I, I grew up in the Midwest, so I kind of have been exposed to some of the some of the top guys in Iowa, the guys who are like running schools like Matt Layton. Um, but I think a lot of people don't really know about the jiu-jitsu scene in Iowa too much. So do you want to talk about who's like kind of leading that scene and you know pioneering it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it's been a, insane to see the amount of growth that's happened just since the time that I started training about six and a half years ago. I mean, uh, we weren't even really like a real program we had about uh, 12 to 15 students that were, were running out of that uh, that Muay Thai gym that I had talked about earlier in the podcast and uh, just in in that time you know and I, I don't want to give myself too much credit or like no coast too much credit but like no coast itself I mean we, we grew you know once we moved out of that gym we grew from a, of a size of about 12 to 15 students to now we have almost 250 students. So, I mean, just right there, we've, we've grown the community by, by 200 plus people. And then all of the people's families that are involved in it. Um, Des Moines Jiu-Jitsu has been one of the, the long leaders here in Des Moines. Uh, it's ran by Chris David. He's a black belt under uh, Kaiki. Um, and and he's always, he's been training for like 20 plus years. Um, he's always been a really great resource for myself. We have a, a really open community here in Des Moines where there's not really any like warring or competition between uh, gyms. We, we have open mats all the time that are open to all gyms and we do a lot of cross training with each other. So uh, in that sense, it's a, a it's a really positive community with uh, not too much, you know, like aggressive competition or like ego inflation or any of that stuff. Um, but as far as like, like the, the big leaders in the state outside of Des Moines uh, is out in Iowa City and Cedar Rapids. Uh, John Gouda has got a school out there, Tipping Point. Uh, he's a black belt under the... the tag team BJJ uh, banner and then uh, one of his black belts like you said Matt Layton uh, now runs his own school Citadel BJJ uh, down in Iowa City and uh, they have incredible competitors uh, top to bottom they're really really good in that IBJJF rule set and other rule sets for that matter but that's just what they seem to focus on and uh, I know they have a, a bunch of gyms that have branched off from them and opened up in like Davenport and elsewhere throughout the state um, so they're, they're like a huge part of the growth of jiu-jitsu here in Iowa Iowa because uh, the scene almost didn't exist when I when I first started and uh, now you see so many more gyms and competitions and and different things popping up here in the states so it's been a really cool thing to be a part of that growth and to watch it Iowa uh, that that kind of explains perhaps why you've been fighting chairs <laughs> uh, yeah exactly <laughs> no that was the uh, that was that was the quarantine joke you know you, I couldn't train with humans so I just started training with a chair, and um, I was actually amazed at the number of things that you can uh, drill or practice on a chair and actually get some decent drilling out of it. So It's just so funny. I heard about this you, guy who was fighting those chairs. Already. Well, yeah, I did. I followed your TikTok, and then all of a sudden there's like 80 videos of you beating <laughs> up a chair in, in different ways. There was never the same way, all with SpongeBob music in the background, like a SpongeBob remix every time. And I was yes. like, man, like this guy – is just kicking the shit out of this chair, and uh, and it's really interesting. Like it's yeah, really, that was really impressive. Funny is I I was talking and somebody was like, yeah, there's this guy who like you know, he, I follow him and he he like Baron Bull is a chair. He inside Baron Bull is a chair, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I saw it and uh, then con like it was you and we had already done the uh, the fight companion with verbal tap cast at that point, and that's when I made fun of you for sounding like Batman. 
Uh, and then I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God, Jordan, uh, Jordan beats up, is the guy who beats up the chairs. It's really funny. You do have a very deep voice, but it's like, it's like definitely the promoter voice. Like, yes, I'm going to be here and we're going to do BGJ Woodstock and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, my mustache is pronounced and uh, I believe it gives me authority as a promoter. Oh, you got to curl it. You got to curl it up <laughs> in a big curl. curl I, I, it's not long enough yet. Are you planning on getting on it, it to that point? This is unrelated. This is like what commentators usually do at the table is they talk about unrelated stuff, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to play this card. Are you going to grow I it out? I don't think, no, I don't think so. Not to that point. I, I've heard that it takes a pretty damn long time to get it long enough for it to twirl out. And, and honestly, once it gets past the lip, I usually just like to start all over, shave it and come right back to this, uh, this same mustache and enjoy it for a while before I have to start the process all over again. Are you going to be rocking that at Woodstock? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think uh, because of how many podcasts and things that I've done with it on my face, I think I kind of have to keep it for the event um, just so people can recognize me. All right, all right. So one of the other things you uh, brought up a few times on some of the other podcasts is that like your mission basically is to help out like lesser-known grapplers. And I feel like that's that's what we're trying to do on, on a smaller scale. We're obviously not putting money in their pockets like you are, but um, at what point like in your jiu-jitsu career did you realize that that was something that was like inspiring to you and something that you wanted to do uh, i think basically like from day one when i when i did um the very first subspectrum because I, I did notice that like only a handful of guys were getting uh, coverage from the biggest media outlets and, and from the biggest yeah. tournaments you know every time you every time you saw like an ebi or or one of those other events come out it was you know basically the same guys winning it every time the same guys in the finals um, and, and it, like these same guys just getting the same shine over and over and over again. So I, I, you know, I know there's way more impressive grapplers in the world than just a, just a handful of guys that are receiving the, the coverage. So, uh, pretty much from day one, I, I wanted to bring in people, um, who I actually thought were, were like decent people and people who like promoted themselves in a, a positive light and weren't just going for that, that egocentric side of jujitsu where, you know, it's every, you know, show how much shit I have or like, um, you know, how, how good I am with the, these Instagram clicks and all these likes and things like that. Like I really wanted to bring in guys like, uh, like Keith Krikorian. He's, he's been like a big, um, big person that we put a lot of steam and promotion behind. And, uh, uh I kind of forgot where I was going with the, the whole thing here, but yeah, I think that that basically answers your question. Yeah, definitely. And Keith Kikorian is a fan, man. He's a fantastic competitor too. He's going to be competing in that uh, Sapatero Invitational, right, in August before, uh, or is yeah, it after, that, the week that after Woodstock, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's August 29th at uh, Josh's show down in Florida. So that'll be their their 155 pound bracket. So yeah, I'm Josh excited to watch that. Sh- I I always like to to watch Keith compete. He's a he's a savage competitor. So yeah, he didn't back. He was up against Marcus Almeida. Bushesha at ADCC, dude just went out there and fought. It was awesome. A lot of people would probably be like, no. Fontanquinho, <laughs> too. Well, yeah, and then, crazy. Yeah, and then uh, I can't remember what other promotion it was, but he fought, uh, I think, Tex Johnson, right? And he, I mean, he almost had him a couple times with like leg locks. Like, gut, uh, Tex was like gutting out of some of his uh, heel hooks. So, um, yeah, like I said, Keith's not afraid of anybody, and, and he'll take a match against anybody. And he couldn't be a better human being, I swear. Um, he, he's uh, such a nice kid. I think I've met him once at a at a fight to win. I think he fought um he fought Josh that uh, he's from Josh Cisneros. 
Oh, yeah. The same fight to win that Cole Franson fought Joao Mendez from Autos. And Keith just came up to me and he's like, oh, I know you. (laughs) I was like, oh, thank you. And he's like, yeah, man, you're nuts. You got a good ankle lock. I was like, you got really good leg locks. So you're pretty much I got like one of them. You have like all of them. And he's like, ah, I mean, he's just really he's just really a really friendly dude. So I know what you're talking about. He's cool. And he's a savage. So, yeah, that match with Josh Cisneros was awesome. It's so funny when jiu-jitsu athletes are super nice, and then you see them fight, and you're like, no way is that guy actually nice. <laughs> yeah, like, you watch some of his matches from, like, the ADC trials. I mean, he's, you know, gotten to the finals the, the last two times at both the East and the West Coast trials. And it's like, just, I mean, he's like you said, he's a savage. Like, just, just one thing to the next to the next. He has a really, really exciting style of grappling. Um, so, I mean, yeah, nothing but good things to say about Keith Bukorian. So another thing that I think is really cool about the uh, Woodstock event is that you're doing the tournament before the Super Fight event. So is that something that, because obviously the the Super Fight event probably requires like a bit more planning and a bit more like time investment, but want to be Super Fight tournament simultaneously. Sorry, I, I my audio was cutting out there a little bit. I missed that last part of the question. No, you're good. I was just saying that I think it's really cool that you're doing the tournament before the super fight, um, just because I feel like it's it's cool to help promote the Iowa scene and to maybe pull guys from that competition into the super fight eventually. But is that part of your overall plan for Subspectrum? Do you want to keep running tournaments along with the super fights? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love putting on the day tournaments and uh, just getting a glimpse at like a giant uh, field of grapplers that uh, come from all over the place. And uh, we get some really, really interesting brackets in there um like brackets that i don't think you would normally see at a lot of tournaments other than, unless you're going to like an ibjjf chicago and you know for people in des moines that's not something that's always uh you know a, a feasible trip that's a, a six-hour trip you got to pay for the hotel to stay there for the weekend so you can do both gi and no gi um and all of that so so to put something on here in des moines where those people can get that same uh com- competitive experience um is something that's really important to me and something that uh, i think the community uh really appreciates so uh something that i plan to continue doing and uh yeah and i just want to keep growing it making it bigger and bigger um and and bringing more people like i said to the to the city of des moines to to realize that this is a place for jiu-jitsu to happen yeah and uh you know i i i love pushing buttons a little bit uh with people we invite on the show so i just wonder don't not you know there's undisclosed athletes that may or may not be on this podcast right now that may or may not be uh having an, a match on the card but other let's talk about other matches uh possibility right you said in a post that you never revealed who would be that jujitsu's next big thing was going to be on the show now that's not me uh so, so, but I saw in a flow grappling post, there is athletes, they say, is he the next big thing? Is that, can you say a hint or perhaps even just say who it is, who that might be? Or is that, is that, uh, yeah. So no, so I, I will go ahead and, um, these, these matches are going to be coming out over the next few days. So I'm not too worried about if, uh, anybody hears them on this podcast thing, I'll give them a, a chance to get excited before we release the actual fight posters. But, uh, that, uh, that. That matchup that I had uh, hinted to of uh, uh, a former subspectrum champion taking on Jiu-Jitsu's next big thing will be uh, Jiu-Jitsu's next big thing happens to be William Tack 
Kit. Um, he's going to be somebody who's involved with the event. And then the uh, the former Subspectrum champion is uh, Aaron Harris. Um, so for a lot of people that probably don't know who Aaron Harris is, uh, uh, he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt from New York. Uh, he came out for our Absolute Tournament last year, and he absolutely steamrolled through the entire thing. He beat uh, two guys who were ADCC trials uh, medalists. He heel he hooked John Hansen, 240-pound John Hansen, in 13 seconds. Um, he heel hooked or ankle locked uh, Mario Gonzalez, who finished second at the last East Coast trials in around two minutes. Um, he finished a 240-pound Austin Baker in uh, a little over three minutes in our finals. Um, so he, he put on an incredibly pre- uh, impressive performance. And uh, I didn't mention the fact that he weighed 165 pounds. Um, and he is beating these 240-pound giants via leg lock. Um, so he is uh, going to be taking on William Tackett in our 185-pound no-gi title uh, match at Subspectrum, or sorry, at BJJ Woodstock uh, on August 22nd. All right. See that? Get the information out. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be sick. William Tackett, uh, I think he's a, he's walking around a little heavier, so he's, prob- he's probably going to have to cut a little bit, and Aaron will probably have to go up a little bit, huh? Uh, I think Tackett said he was walking something like 180, 185. So I think 185 was like a, a good one for him. And then Aaron, he he's willing to take on just about anybody. So I, he didn't he didn't even balk at the weight when I mentioned it to him. Uh, that that is the only vacant no gi title that we have uh, currently. Actually, I take that back. Our 205 title is vacant. We've never ran a 205 pound uh, championship or tournament. Um, our 185 pound is vacant. So I, I thought that was a good opportunity to give uh, somebody in William Tackett who I really want to be a part of the event and then also aaron harris who is a, a former champion in the absolute division um and definitely deserves a, a chance to show his medal at a, at a lower weight class in the, in the title match all right well you heard it here first actually william tackett versus aaron harris is a fight that is happening at bjj woodstock and that's awesome can't wait yeah it was pretty cool we were uh, yep. messaging a little bit like a week ago or so and you, you mentioned aaron's name um, as like a previous sub-spectrum champion. And so I went back and watched some of his matches, and he was really impressive. It was cool. You could tell he was like way lighter than the other guys, and he was just like positionally dominating and just getting some cool submissions. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, he I, that, that was a guy, I mean, uh, Josh LaDuke kind of like hyped him up coming into our tournament, and I, I'd never really heard of him or, or seen any of, of his competitive footage, um, but I'd, I'd heard he was good. I just didn't think that he was going to be that good. Like he came in and just literally made everybody else like they were look like they were not on his level that day. Um, so if, if he comes in with that same kind of that same mojo, um, I think a match between him and William Tackett could uh, uh, 100% be like a fight of the night matchup, um, just trading submissions for submissions throughout the entire 10 minute match. Yeah, we got to see a lot of William Tackett over the last couple of weeks too. We got to have him on eventually. Uh, he, I mean, what he competed through Third Coast Grappling, then the week after went to Jits King, then now I think he has a little bit of a break now. But you got to see him a good two weeks in a row where he put on some awesome performances. I mean, like, yeah, he fought Pedro in the gi, but you don't usually see uh, Tackett in the gi. So seeing him in no gi back is gonna be sick. Yeah, and we uh, we've competed on a cup on a handful of events together. We did the the same bracket at the Anna Invitational a couple of years back. Um, he ended up I, I got beat by PJ Parch in the final in the first round, and then he uh, went against PJ and lost in the finals. And then he was also in a, a bracket at Midwest Finishers, uh, 170 pound bracket where uh, I lost to Pierre Louis Leclerc first round, and then uh, William Tackett went on to to win that tournament. And that was another 
uh, incredible performance by him where he just looked like he was on a completely different level than everybody in that bracket that day. And uh, it was something that was really fun to watch. I got, uh, you know, acquainted with him and his brother and, and Cody Steele through that event as well. So I uh, look for them to be on the event as well. All right. Anybody, uh, anybody else you want to, you want to spoil or are we, or did I already squeeze enough out? No, we got a, we got a one more match that I think we can talk about. Um, Mr. Jake, Watson official is going to be taking on uh, Iowa City Black Belt and Citadel BJJ owner uh, Matt Layton uh, in the gi at a, a undisclosed weight, I believe at the time. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that definitely has the potential to be a main event fight. There's one other fight that I'm working on that if we get it made, uh, no offense, but I would have to put them above you guys. But if we don't get that fight made, uh, that will be our main event between you and Mr. Matt Layton. It's okay. I'm used to be giving. I'm used to being given the shaft by the media. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, I'm excited for that. It's gonna be awesome, dude. And I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I guess I can't really joke about it not happening anymore. I have to take my epic picture so you can make the poster. Um, I'm gonna have to like. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who's gonna take that photo. Everybody at my gym thinks I'm ugly, so it's kind of hard to hand anybody a camera and say take a picture of me. But I'll do my best for the sake of the photo. And uh, yeah. Um, I'm just super excited to be a part of the event. And then when you said that I could have a super fight too, I'm like, ah, you're like mixing everything I love. I get to go and uh, do a seminar. I get to be a part of an awesome event, do commentary and fight. What is this Christmas? So I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's going to well, be man, sick. I, I'm so excited. Well, and I appreciate you being, being and I, I appreciate you being willing to, to contribute so much to the event. And I know that that puts a, a busy weekend on you when you would normally want to just focus on competing. So I appreciate you being willing to do things outside of competing that, uh, that'll help out with the event and, and uh, you know, give people uh, a really good show. Mm-hmm. If Josh LaDouche can do it, I can do it too. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Danny O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really awesome matchup. I'm really excited for you, Jake. Um, Matt's a really good competitor. I've been watching like kind of come up through the belt ranks and I think a lot of people don't, don't know about him or at least not as many as people that should know about him so um it's just gonna be a really cool match and stylistically i think it's it's really interesting too mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he's a uh, super, super quiet guy on social media so yeah I, I, it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people don't know his name but uh his, his skills definitely speak for themselves um he was a, a nogi world champion at brown belt um i think he was a, a european champion at brown belt and maybe even a pan am champion at brown belt so um he's obviously a very high level competitor uh, the best that we have here in iowa at the moment um and i'm excited to have him be a part of another one of our events yeah he had he had an awesome armbar versus dante leon at fight to and i remember and that was yeah. a Oh, that was yeah, nuts. The farm and I bar. thought Dante, yeah, the farm bar, as he lovingly called it. Um, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this this last weekend I felt the pressure from Felipe Andrew. That was rough, dude. That was, that was he was heavy. So I'm I'm gonna be trying to lift before then. I'm gonna be trying to just follow election performance, which you can use our Open Garcast uh, t- uh, 25 discount code to get thick and swole like I'm gonna be. But I'm going to be using that a lot. I'm going to be just trying to lift and, and get my health in order because I, uh, I know that he's really, really good. And I want to be everything I can be for the fight, especially since it's going to be an awesome event, you know. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm really thankful for him as well. I hope uh, hope we can have a beer after. I think he would be, uh, he would be game for that as well. So uh, <laughs> I think he, he even said that. He was a big fan of your style and the big fan of the of the way that you conduct yourself, and uh, he really liked your commentary. I think it was uh, Jits King was the one that he had, had listened to you 
uh, commentate on, and, and he just said he was overall a big fan of you and uh, looking forward to fight you. So, um, oh. I mean, you guys can stop. You guys can stop being so nice to each other anytime, and you know, kind of <laughs> kick up the promotion if you want to. But no, I'm just messing. That's uh, I was about to say so I can't. I, I don't know how. I want, I want to keep. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I want to keep that fake promotion out of my uh, out of my show anyway. I think you can uh, generate views and uh, likes and clicks without, um, you know, putting on a, a fake show that has to be look more like pro wrestling than it does jujitsu. <laughs> Is that why you don't want Gordon on there? Uh, yes, absolutely. I want nothing to do with him. Plus, with the money that I would take to get Gordon on the event, I could have ten athletes who I would much rather hang out with. So. Dang. Yeah. Okay. That, that was. Dang, shut that down real quick. I don't uh, particularly, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Danny, save me. So uh, one of the other things that I think is really cool about the event is the seminars that you're doing on Sunday. And uh, like you said, Jake's going to do one. I think you announced that Matt Layton was going to do one as well. Um, do you have any other like confirmed, because you mentioned it's not just going to be jiu-jitsu. You're going to have like wrestlers, judo people. Um, I think you even said there's going to be like a sports psychologist. Are, are any of those other seminars confirmed yet for Sunday? Uh, yeah, so we, um, as far as like the the jiu-jitsu side of things go, uh, the one jiu-jitsu, or actually one or two jiu-jitsu seminars we still have less left to announce. Uh, my coach, Jared Barr, and then uh, the we just joined up with uh, one of the judo clubs here in town. They uh, were running out of a, a Farrell's Taekwondo or something like that, and uh, they just wanted to get out and just run uh, like a program within a gym rather than running their own individual program. So we've joined up. We're going to be no coast Brazilian jiu-jitsu and judo. So, uh, Jared Barr, my head coach, and then, uh, Brett Parkhill, who's the head coach of the Des Moines judo club. And now the no coast, no coast judo club. Um, they will be putting on a, a joint seminar for, for the people here. Um, we have one other jiu-jitsu seminar that I can't quite announce yet. Um, and the wrestling one, we're still kind of working with, uh, who we want to pop in for that that one just because it is you know one spot and there's like a million wrestlers in the state of iowa so uh, we <laughs> want to make sure that we get somebody really really good for that um <clears throat> there we be uh, a yoga expert uh, i don't even want to call him yoga that's kind of like a insulting to him but he does like all kinds of different practices um he's traveled all over the world he actually got stuck in sri lanka at the beginning of the pandemic um uh, yeah. the u.s was the only com- u.s was the only country in sri lanka that was not helped people uh, get home so he was like in this group in this house of like eight to ten people and they were from all these different countries and then like after two weeks they all just left because their countries like set up flights for them to uh, to come back to america and then he was stuck basically like bumming the beaches and walking through the jungles of sri lanka um during the pandemic so uh that, that dude has an amazing amount of of experience in like meditation and mindfulness and yoga and just all these different kinds of uh practices so I'm really excited to have him on board. That's my man, uh, Dave Malang. He's a kid I went to high school with. Um, and then after high school, he just kind of like delved into that world. And then uh, also somebody else from our gym, uh, a sports psychologist, his, uh, my good friend Christopher Johnson. Uh, he's uh, worked a, at a very long time at a, a local school that's uh, kind of like a boarding school. He, he worked as like a, a counselor there and worked with at-risk youth. So uh, he's got a lot of really, really good insights as far as like sports psychology and, and things like that so i'm really excited to, to give him a platform as well to, to teach and could you explain to me uh you said a, a hypnotist earlier i know i asked you this on the on raf's podcast could you explain just for the people who might be confused as to what kind of hypnotist is going to be there 
what what is the hypnotist going to do to people? Um, so, <laughs> um, so the it's like individual practice. So uh, you know, you see those like hypnotist stage shows where they like put the whole group under, and it's like snap the fingers, and now you can't use your left arm, or you know, you snap the fingers, and now you're acting like you're Charlie Chaplin or whatever the hell it is. Um, it, it won't be like that. It's going to be like a, a booth, basically, where like if you have like a you know like a subconscious fear or or something along those lines, they're going to put put you under and then kind of like talk you through uh, the different parts of your of your subconscious and things like that. Um, and it kind of goes hand in hand with some of the uh, <clears throat> sports psychology stuff because I know uh, a lot of really high level athletes have had. <clears throat> sorry, I've got some stuff in my throat. I need a drink of water, but I got nothing nearby. Um, but I know a lot of high-level athletes have had a, a lot of. You guys are just taking your waters, just to, like, yeah. I'm just in. like needed. We've got <laughs> but, uh, I have a whole, I have a whole gallon. Well, you like subconsciously reminded me. Like subconsciously, you like reminded me. Like I'm thirsty us. too. You hypnotized us. Yeah, but but yeah, like uh, I know a lot of high-level athletes have had a, a you know a lot of success working through their their different fears or like their different anxieties leading up to fights uh, through hypnotism. So uh, the first person we're bringing in is an, an expert in that particular area kind of like uh you know that that subconscious anxiety fear and uh you know linking that in with sports psychology so that's going to be something that's available for everybody to check out um while you're at the festival on sunday i think that uh the sports psychology is really big what is your opinion on like uh have you ever read the book the inner game of tennis danny no but i've heard a lot of people have recommended it to me i heard it's really good i know that danny's really big into reading books like about the human mind and about like uh how it pertains to things uh in regards to athletics or things that take a big mental capacity for you to be able to do at a high level um will there be people there that like like authors of books or anything like that um that's not currently in the plans but that's actually a good thing that i could start reaching out to people about because uh, i know people that uh, are kind of in that field as well and i think that's actually a good thing to add in um i'm constantly <clears throat> looking for uh for suggestions and ideas of what we can add to that sunday festival to make it even more um more amazing because i, I think the ideas that we have already is going to make it be a great event but if we can add in, in you know the ideas and suggestions of people uh that want to be a part of the event and, and create an even more positive atmosphere for for the things that people want to check out uh, i think that would be be awesome so yeah if there's people out there that have ideas about uh, what they want to see or hear uh, at the bjj woodstock festival shoot me a dm um i respond to every single message so um i'll check my requests that's something i've uh, gotten better about uh, leading up to this event i used to be terrible about that uh checking the re requests for messages from people that don't or that i don't follow uh shoot me a message with ideas and i'll be more than willing to talk them through with you shoot man look what the open guard cast has done like <coughs> so far we have Open guard cast commentary, open guard cast super fight, open guard cast uh, seminar, uh, yeah, open guard cast concert, and uh, you know perf live musical performance, and now uh, we're, we're pitching ideas. This is the op man OGC X Woodstock. That's uh, that's gonna be that was, a collaboration, that was way more man. epic in my head. It was way more epic in my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> But, uh, but so that fun. really is what this is all about. It's like a, a collaboration between the entire community. Um, you know, I've, I've, I'm a big hip-hop fan, and like the best hip-hop songs come from when like three 
your favorite artists collaborate together like that's what gets you like super excited so i want to collaborate with as many people in the jiu-jitsu community you know obviously subspectrum and bjj woodstock's at the, the top of the banner but uh, this really is going to be a collaboration between a, a bunch of different areas of the community and that's something that i'm really excited to put on display well we're really we're really excited to be a part of it man um uh so let's go back into a little bit just i have a question uh you are and i love asking this question we interview athletes all the time who are coaches and you yourself are also an assistant coach and that's what i am as well and you are the kids coach at your uh what was the name of your academy again uh no coast brazilian jiu-jitsu no coast brazilian jiu-jitsu and this is my one question um do you enjoy teaching kids <laughs> 100% man that's a like I have a, a lot of passion for teaching them it's 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 a privilege to be able to positively affect the minds of young people um, and I, I try to be I don't want to get too emotional and stuff you know I might get a little choked up talking about it but I like being the person that I would have when I was a kid um, I didn't have a lot of uh, positive coaches and a lot of positive influences growing up so um, to be able to provide that for kids um, in our gym is something that I, I really cherish. Uh, what do you feel like is a, uh, the biggest struggle as far as like you, you are an event promoter and you have like a lot of different avenues, professional avenues you go down, like podcasting, event promoting, being a competitor yourself. Do you ever feel like, and this is a struggle I have, do you ever feel like uh, a, one of the struggles is like being a perfectionist or do you feel like what, do you feel like being a kid's coach has helped your game at all? Uh, I think it definitely has helped my game, like you said, uh, that not every class needs to be perfect. So, like, I kind of am able to, like, translate that into, like, my training or, or <clears throat> you know, if I'm, I'm you know, planning a particular uh, section or, or area of the event, it doesn't always need to be exactly perfect. It just needs to be the best that I can do right now. Um, and, and that pursuit of, of perfection or that, that next level is what's going to bring uh, all of the positive things out while I'm doing doing that so, so uh yeah it's it's definitely taught me that lesson awesome so uh, i just kind of thought of something building on the question jake had about teaching kids like i feel like jujitsu is something where it gives people direction so like maybe they're not like bad kids or they're not into you know crime or anything but if you if you don't have something like jujitsu in life a lot of times it's hard to know like what you want out of life it's hard to have like that that, that guidance so do you feel like it's important for you to try to incorporate like a non-jujitsu audience into bjj woodstock because i feel like the current professional events like they're pretty much the only audience is people who train or compete pretty much so do you have any plans to like maybe add something where it's going to bring in viewers who don't train yet uh yeah absolutely and uh, i mean that's kind of kind of the the whole philosophy behind the event that's why we're trying to include like hip-hop artists local hip-hop artists because i know that most of the people that go to those concerts have probably never been um to a jiu-jitsu event um and uh that's why we also want to include like all of the yoga and the meditation and the, the sports psychology and those things because that's going to be bring people in for the you know their, their individual audiences that they have and their particular expertises um, is going to allow them to come into the jiu-jitsu community and, and you know to bind those together you know all the different communities that we have here in Des Moines and then uh, infusing them into a jiu-jitsu event uh, really allows for like this unity or this collaboration between the entire city <clears throat> uh, and that's something that I'm, I'm really excited about is to uh, to display jiu-jitsu to all those different people because obviously they're coming in for their own little reasons but uh, then they're going to stay and they're going to 
watch the jiu-jitsu because it's affordable or because it's free um, or because it's easily accessible. Um, they're going to have an opportunity to see what we're all about. I believe in the power of that. I think it's crazy. I actually, um, and, I, and I saw it firsthand. There was this, it was a woman, uh, I remember her name was Anna, and she was at the Third Coast Show. And the Third Coast Show was inside of a, just like a fitness gym. And they allowed the people to work out like on the sidelines because there was machines that were available for the public on the sidelines. And she's like, what is this? She asked me after I'm like breathing, dying on the on the ground after my fight with Felipe. <laughs> and she's like, hey, that was really good. What is this? And I was like, uh, <laughs> let me just gather my thoughts real quick. And I explained to her, and she said, uh, she said she's gonna start tra training jiu-jitsu. She's like, wow, I really want to sign up. Is there like, where's a gym? And I'm like, I don't live here. You got to talk to the owner. And she went and talked to the owner, and she's gonna start training jiu-jitsu. So I believe in like people just seeing it might be interested. I used to think that that might be a little far-fetched. I used to think that it's like, man, if you didn't start jiu-jitsu, like, I don't know, organically, like somebody telling you, they might see a fight and be like, I can't do that. But I think that there's a lot of people who are probably inspired from watching things. You know what I mean? So I'm really excited in that yeah, regard. And uh, one, one perfect example. Yeah. And like uh, another example of that is uh, recently, uh, you know, I noticed kind of a gap in our local media where they were only uh, covering the really, really negative parts of the protest. They were they were waiting to go live until the moment that tear gas was thrown out and flashback things were thrown out. They weren't showing the five to six hours of uh, peaceful and positive and nonviolent protest that was going on beforehand. Um, so I, I, I took that to heart. I was watching a, a live stream one day and I, I noticed that every time something good that was about to happen, they'd drop that camera down and they'd show the sidewalk for two minutes. Um, so I was like, you know, that that's a, a disservice to our city. And I, I went out with my phone and a selfie stick and I started live streaming the events um, and within two nights we had doubled the total viewership of the local news stations. Um, we had anywhere between a hundred 120 and 150,000 people that were tuning in live to my live streams on Facebook, uh, showing all of this this peaceful and violent and positive, sorry, peaceful, non-violent and positive protests that were going on in our city. And uh, through that, I built a giant community of non-jujitsu people um, that are now interested in jujitsu. You know, uh, it, not even you know through me like plugging the the business or anything like that. They just they see my passion. They see that I'm I'm obviously a passion-driven individual, and they. They want to know where that comes from, and uh, I credit a lot of that to jiu-jitsu and, and the path and the, uh, you know, the, the journey that it set me on. So um, that's something that, you know, now that they start following me on social media so that they can keep up with uh, the streams and things like that, at the same time, they're paying attention to, to my passion for BJJ Woodstock and for putting on the event um, and I can't tell you the number of people that have either come to try a class at the gym, reached out about information, or uh, just straight up said that they're going to come to BJJ Woodstock stock because they want to see what it's all about that's beautiful man you, you definitely like uh the depth of like what kind of not just courage but also like, it's a very very kind thing to do and a lot of people aren't willing to do that so i definitely commend you for going out and taking the initiative to show like the actual good parts and that and that should go to show for a lot of people that like there's a lot of bad even in the people who are say they're good, like the news stations who say that they're good and they're trying to be fair and they're trying to show what's real, mm, they're trying to get clicks and they're trying to you know make money and I think that a that's thousand, just wrong. A thousand percent. I mean the the first night I went out, I, I literally watched it happen. Um, you know, I, I was live streaming. Um, there was no, there was nothing violent about the protest whatsoever. The cops just got tired. It was like midnight and they're like you know what we're tired of these people standing on the steps of the capitol we're gonna throw out tear gas and flashbangs and i i watched it at the bottom of the hill they had a cameraman set up with an 
officer staying right next to the camera. The officer gets the cue from the people at the top of the hill that says, hey, we're going to go throw out this tear gas and this uh, these flashbangs. Go live now. So, you know, like if you, you see that they're building these little these little narratives that they know are going to get the clicks. Um, and they're not showing the fact that, you know, the things that I showed, which was me standing at the station, there's officers and a, a bunch of protesters up against the fence. And they're literally having conversations about uh, the issues that they're concerned about in their communities. Uh, I walked walked up and down the, the line and I fist bumped every officer and let them know that, hey, I love you guys just as much as I love anybody on this side because I know that that's what it's going to take in order for this uh, for these issues to resolve is, is a, a, a common understanding of love and unity um, between police and protesters and, and all human beings for that matter. Um, so it, it was something that upset me a little bit, but it, it also gave me like a driving force to be like, you know what, you can't quit doing this. You can't just do this one night. You've got to be out there every night um, really putting in a good word for the city of Des Moines to let the people know what's actually happening here and um, I, I can't say that it was you know single-handedly done by me or anything you saw the shift after that where uh, the, the city started coming out the the demographic of the protest changed where you know you had kids and families and, and people of all ages whereas before it was pretty much primarily people between the ages of 20 and 30 um, so so that was a really really cool thing to see and a really cool thing to be um, to, to that and to put a, a more positive light on the protests that were going on in our city. And I think I saw that you're going to be teaching some jiu-jitsu at, at one of the rallies. Is that, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So uh, one of the, the main organizations uh, here in Des Moines, just Des Moines Black, Black uh, that I've uh, kind of been following. I, I really enjoy the, the leaders and the organizers of that group. I think they have like the perfect blend of love one another and few like they have that 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 bad bone in them to say like when we've been wronged like we need to do something about it but then aside from that like all their preaching is like hey hey we need to stick together we need to do better for ourselves and our communities um, we need to be mobilizing within our own smaller communities so that we can affect the bigger ones um, and I, I really enjoy those those are the ones that I'm doing and, and streaming for the most part and uh, they approached me recently because uh, they're just worried about the safety of some of the organizers because um, they have been targeted. Uh, their cars have been specifically towed from lots where there were 30 other cars. Um, they've been specifically arrested or, or seeked out as arrests at particular protests because they know that these are the people leading the movement. Um, and they think if they can if they can put them behind bars for a night that it, it would uh, put a damper on the movement. But uh, those leaders and organizers came to me this last week and, and asked if I would be willing to teach uh, some basic self-defense and jiu-jitsu um, to a group at a, at a park. So that's something I'm going to be doing Wednesday night. Um, here in Des Moines at 6 o'clock. Uh, there's a, a local park, Evelyn K. Davis Park, and uh, I'll be That's teaching just like the, the, the basic fundamental community, um, you know, the yoga and the meditation and the mindfulness community, and we bring those people all together for, for a common cause, and that's uh, a BJJ Woodstock, and I think there's going to be a lot of crossover between those communities those people are going to realize that they have a lot more in common than they would have uh, originally thought, and that's something that I'm really, really excited for is uh, to to have that moment where everybody can kind of come together and, and feel like they're a part of a, a singular thing. Yeah. Sorry guys. I dropped off the call. I don't know if you can hear me now. My video's not working. Yes, we can hear you. You do sound like uh, Darth Vader a little bit, a little, just a little right. bit. So I'm getting some feedback on my end too. So maybe it's better if JQ take it from here. <laughs> Sorry. If I take it from here. All right. No worries. Um, 
I do have a question though, Danny. Does uh, does that mean that the episode stopped recording, or is it still recording pretty good? Yeah, it stopped recording, but I'm recording again right now. All right, cool. So uh, we're just gonna keep right on moving. This is the Open Guardcast where we do not stop, regardless of technical difficulties or the fact that Jordan's face has been very bright. You guys can't see it because it is an audio recording, but oh my goodness, it's like the sun is five feet from his window. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Jordan Beitzman. Uh, you know, I don't have any further questions. I'm just super excited. You know, like I, I'm, I'm really blown away by, uh, by how many people are like. I posted it and I get messages like, "Oh my god, what is this?" People expressing interest at my own academy to fly to Iowa, and and I tell them, "I'm like, yeah, flights are like ninety five dollars." They're like, "What?" So they book their flight and they're like, "Oh, we're going. We're gonna go see Jake fight, or we're gonna go." do this seminar and you know i got my own students wanting to attend the seminar and and the other people's seminars and i think it's i, I joke and call josh you know josh Ladouche and whatever but he's a pretty cool guy and he, he was very nice he went out to dinner with uh, me and john combs after john guillotined me but it's gonna be really really cool and i feel like and i feel like uh it's one of those things that's like this could be the most historic event in jujitsu history it has the makings to be and I think that that man, I'm like really excited for it. Yeah, and that's that's something I you know since I've you know kind of had this vision for the event, that's that's been this thing that's sticked in or stuck in my mind is that this could be the single most memorable weekend in the history of jujitsu. You know, obviously there are other, there are other uh, events that have more prestige. You know, ADCC 2019 is probably at this point the the biggest event of all time. But you know, it was just purely jujitsu. It was, uh, you know, a tournament and then the absolute. So uh, with this being able to incorporate so many other things and being able to draw in so many people, different people from different audiences and different communities, um, that's what I think is going to make it really special. And uh, like you said, I've been overwhelmed with the the amount of uh, people that have reached out to me. You know, people always reach out to me from from places that surprise me that they really want to come all the way to Iowa for our event. But this has been like a, a completely different level. I can't. I have probably a hundred Canadians in my a uh, inbox that are telling me like I can't wait until the border is open so that I can book my tickets like to come down to Des Moines for this event or so we can drive down or or whatever it is and I mean people from even even over in Europe and stuff that have you know reached out to me about it and asked like what is this and you know how can I be a part of it or how can I help and um, it's it's just been like I said overwhelming and really cool to see how many people from so many different places have uh, been looking to tap in and uh, I, I credit you know obviously people like yourself and uh, the different outlets out there that are putting the word out about it and, and getting people excited in their uh, individual communities so that we can have a, a really, really diverse group on uh, August 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. So where can people follow you? Where can people go to find out more about uh, BJJ Woodstock and more about, you know, or as uh, Josh McKinney would call it, uh, Jujutsu Woodstock? <laughs> Uh, where, um, so, where can people go to find out about that? So uh, you you can follow me. You know, you've said it a million times. You do a, a better job of plugging my Instagram than anybody. But uh, at Jordan underscore Jitsu is uh, where I'm putting out the majority of the uh, information right now. There's also the at Subspectrum, all one word, uh, Instagram. I'm trying to be better about putting stuff out on there. But uh, uh, things just seem to do better on my personal page. So trying to cross post and do it on both. But uh, those are the two best outlets. And then also if you want to follow the hashtag BJJ Woodstock, uh, 
I'm using that for all of the different announcements that I'm putting out. So that's a, a really great place to get information as well. And then uh, our website, uh, www.subspectrumbjj.com. Uh, you can check out just about everything that's going on with the event there. Um, and, and yeah, get tapped into everything that's going on. Ha! Get tapped. Jiu-jitsu Tapped coach. in and, and come and get tapped out. Oh, all right. That's uh, That's got to be a podcast motto right like we tap in <laughs> so you tap out no that sounds more sexual than anything um <laughs> that sounded a little inappropriate um well jordan we want to thank you uh i'm gonna go ahead i know that danny is uh, currently living inside of a microwave under a shoe so <laughs> i am <laughs> darth vader can laugh um i am going to go ahead and shout everybody out first of all shout out to danny o'donnell uh, for being the number one podcast host in jiu-jitsu. Uh, Shout-outs to you, my friend, for doing an amazing thing for the community, being really uh, a bright light in a dark world in your part of the world. Uh, it's really it's really inspiring for me, being somebody who is very faith-driven, to see somebody uh, taking the charge and being unafraid to really be a light, because it is intimidating to be a good person when everybody is used to being bad. Um, Shout-outs to the people who love us, uh, high tier photography, Chofit Cryo, Marcio Andre Jiu Jitsu, Maracaba BJJ, uh, Break New Ground, and Agro Brand, who made our sick logo. Shout outs to uh, all the people who have given me opportunities to fight over the last uh, few weeks Jits King Promotions, uh, Third Coast Grappling, and why well, I love fights when I'm wearing their t shirt right now. Um, and also, we want to thank Rafa Sparza for just being raf man <laughs> josh ladouche thank you for sucking um also <laughs> thank you jordan's mustache dude that mustache david garmo will never even come close um but we'll have him on eventually and make sure you guys definitely follow all the links that jordan underscore jitsu has in all of his workings because you're not going to want to miss bjj woodstock and also don't forget, Electrum Performance discount code OpenGuardCast25. If you want to become a Greek god, if you want to have your body looking chiseled like the bottom side of a newly constructed plane of asphalt, then you are going to want to work out with Electrum <laughs> Performance. Their workouts are hard, and you will be too because they are great. Uh, that sounded bad again. <laughs> uh, that sounded awful. I meant like hard muscles. Um, anyway... Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Open Guard Cast. I don't know what episode this is. Danny, what episode is this? This is episode 28. Episode 28. All right, guys. Episode 28. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our journey. Epi no, it's not. It's episode 29, you doof. Episode 28 was uh, Adam Bradley, who is Subspectrum. He is a Subspectrum person. But that was Adam Bradley. Episode 29. With Jordan Peitzman, underscore jujitsu. All right, Peitzer, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, everybody, you have a good day. I'm taking us out of here. Have a good one. <laughs>